I'm about to feed them to the sharks right now. Get them hype right now. Yeah. You know the ground is our. Yeah. Everybody that trains, you know the game. Yeah. So let's get it. Uh. Slap it up, bump it, and roll. Hey. Yeah, that's the way that it go. Ain't no better way to better yourself in this game. You're feeling the growth. That's time on the mat. We put in the work. Believe it ain't easy, I know. You know. But we train for the love of the game, the love of the art. Now slap it up, bump it, let's roll. Let's roll. Welcome to episode 94 of the BJJ Campaign Podcast. My name is Jeff Boone. I'm an A3 blue belt, four stripes. Phil Kors, A2 blue belt, four stripes. Philly back on the uh, wagon here, doing consecutive podcasts in season three. Mm-hmm. Every other week this on different campaign. days. Yeah, that's right. And uh, do you, oh, by the way, just for the audience, because I said we would look it up last week, it was on the... Uh, business bjj podcast that indeed what they'd come up with with the name for gordon ryan's affiliation is new wave jujitsu it's terrible i think it's great because it's a new wave of jujitsu is it it's terrible and they live where there's waves that's cool yeah but the name is terrible i don't think it is i mean what would you have called it anything but that like Gordon Ryan's Jiu-Jitsu School would be a better name. I don't know. No, it wouldn't. You don't think his name sells? His name definitely sells. Much better than New Wave. I'm just going to give it a wave as I drive on by, and I don't <laughs> sign up for that school because it's a terrible name. <laughs> okay. It's just a bad name. Okay, that's not even the most important update. The most important update is, did you see the match announcement? Yeah, I don't know who the other guy is. He was on the podcast, Phil. No, he wasn't. Yeah, he was. When? Whenever I was at Pans and I interviewed those people, Roberto Jimenez was one of those people. I wasn't there. I was too fucking nervous about my match. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention You're that right. day. You yeah, I was very, a wreck. Yeah. You were very nervous, but I was very excited because he's a he's a very handsome individual too, mm-hmm. Roberto Jimenez. Who is his match against? Gordon Ryan. No, at Pans. Or was he not competing? Uh, He did compete. I don't know what he got. I'm not sure what he got because I didn't. I don't know. I don't know. But what I like about him, do you know anything about Roberto Jimenez? So what I like about him is he's much like Gordon Ryan uh, in that he does not, he, he doesn't, he's the one, if you remember the advice that he gave from that episode where we, we Mm -hmm. published it, it was that, do jujitsu the way you want to do jujitsu. And his example was he's a submission artist. He doesn't feel that winning on points or anything means anything. Mm-hmm. He feels that the, the end game of jujitsu is to submit your opponent. Okay. And I love that. I love that outlook. I think it's a fantastic way to be. And I'd love to say that I'm that way, but I'm not, but no, every but, time we roll, you're like two. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. Uh, but but uh, but I do think it's um, it's going to be an exciting match. I don't think it's going to be a long match, for sure. Um, I think that Gordon Ryan has probably thirty pounds on him because mm-hmm. he was going to fight. So it was going to be Nicky Ryan. Nicky Ryan then hit his hurt his knee and pulled out of the match. And Roberto was like, "Hey, I'll, I'll take Gordon if he'll do it." Mm-hmm. And that's the first matchup. Yeah, it's a no-lose for him. 
Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. You know, I mean, what if he does catch him? That'd be, that'd be crazy, you know? Yeah. So, so I like, I like the matchup. I'm, I'm look, I think it's the February 19th, I think is, I don't know what it is on flow grappling, but, but anyhow, that is the Gordon Ryan update. Terrible Uh, name. Okay. Well, we'll agree to disagree on that, Phil. Yeah. I mean, I don't see what you like about it. I'm a Gordon Ryan dick rider, man. I don't like anything he does. So, sorry. It's not true. You no. disliked some of the stuff in the past. Shh, you shut your mouth. He's probably listening. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When's his match with Lovato? Uh, I think it's later in the summer. Oh, news on that. Lovato just came back from getting juiced with stem cells all over his body. Okay. In Mexico. So he was saying on Instagram today, he was feeling really, really good after cool. a week. Yeah. When you gone? I I think it's a possibility, but I think I want to go do the Panama thing. That's the Neil Rorden. I feel like that's. I feel like you got to start lifting or something or it's going to be a waste. Lift? It's stem cells. It's for recovery. Not. I mean, I'm yeah, already so you, jacked, Phil. What are you talking true. about? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Not true, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I have a topic that, that I was just texting one of our teammates about. And uh, that is, you know, there, it, it may be the case that you're just avoiding certain positions or in this case, like not doing heel hooks. Right. Uh, and it may be, it may actually be that your Academy just doesn't allow that, uh, positioning and, and stuff because there are academies that do that. Luckily ours is not one of those. I mean, we, we can pretty, we've got carte blanche, obviously as long as we're safe training them and we kind of know the implications then then it's okay to do that. But, but they were, they were texting me. They they started training somewhere else, and uh, and they said, "Hey man, heel hooks in the gi, it's on. They they do it everything." And 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 this person's upper upper belt, and I said, he, "They were like, this is, I'm like blue belt level uh, mm-hmm. in the heel hooks." I'm like, "Yeah, I mean, well, really, you're, you're white belt level if you don't do heel hooks, right? I mean, if you if you don't do heel hooks and say you're a purple belt, you're still a white belt at heel hooks." Mm-hmm. You know, you might understand the positioning a little better. Uh, you're four stripe white belt. He'll Stop quantifying good. everything. Sorry, you're just bad at them. Yeah, you're bad at. I'm, you're number thing now. It's I'm noticing it's getting, how often you put on your nerves. You put I like labels. it that it's getting on your nerves. I'm going to do it you're more. You're quantifying everything. Yeah, I don't um. think you could do it more. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. But but I mean, the point of the whole thing is that if you if you don't do a position or a submission you're not going to be good at that position or submission no matter where you are. Mm-hmm. You might know the body mechanics of different positioning, but it's you're still not going to be good at it. Yeah. So first, what are your thoughts on that? What is there anything that you've avoided that that you feel like hey, I've avoided this and and I'm terrible at it and you know, cuz for me, I'll I'll give you my example. I'm a white belt in closed guard. I mean, I'm not good in closed guard because I don't play closed guard. Mm-hmm. I've been playing a little bit more lately just because I've, it's been interesting to me, but it was never interesting to me before. Yeah. Well, I mean, takedowns. I avoid that. Right. Right. 
Yeah. But most people do. Yeah. That's your saving grace. I guess. I mean, it's, yeah, that, that, that would definitely be the one for me. I don't like takedowns. Yeah. I don't kind of feel like there's anything else that, that we don't. I mean, I don't really, I feel like lately I've, I've joked around about like, I've, I've ruled a lot of shit out. Like I don't like half guard. You know, I spent a lot of time playing with it and I don't like it. And I, I suck that. at it. I don't understand that. Um, but no, I feel like I've, I feel like at one point or another we've played with everything and we change our mind about it every six weeks about mm-hmm. which one is fun and which one isn't. So takedowns is just the only thing. And that's just, I mean, the only time it's like fun to, to do it is when there's not many people and you can like really go for it. Cause like the rest of the time, like I'm always going to be more considerate of other people than I am of myself with takedowns. And when there's a, a number of people, like you just can't run somebody across. Yeah. Which no, is right. You're right. And like, I'm not good at it. And it's like, I'm not going to cleanly take someone down. So I don't know. I, I would need to, I would need to go out of my way to work on that. Like I, I would, you would that, have to like sign up for a wrestling class or something, you know? Yeah, or or do judo? Like what I what I did with that? Yeah, see, that's I'm not gonna do that either. Right? I, it's too hard on my body. I know it. I mean, is it though? Like it's just break yeah. falls. You know? Yeah, it is. It's just break falls. It is. I stub my toe doing it. I do something stupid inevitably, and I'm like, this is this is why I don't do this. So why I can't have nice things. Mm. All right. Um. Yeah, I mean, I don't go either. Um, <laughs> I know. Why are you arguing with me over this? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, what I did with Nick was helpful. But I still suck at takedowns. I mean, he worked He worked some wrestling stuff with me, some basic stuff, and gave me, like, good ideas. Nick, my nephew Nick, for those referencing out there. Oh, everybody knows who Nick is. Well, I'm just, yeah, just there's, you know, there's we only might one. have new listeners. We don't know. That's true. I mean, there's nobody new there's listening. no shot. <laughs> um. Yeah. Although now that BJJ Brick is only doing their once a month episode, and we could take over that spot. Because we do it twice a month? Twice a month, yeah. yeah. We're doubling their output. Doubling down on podcasts. <laughs> We're coming for you guys. <laughs> Byron, Joe, Gary. Yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'd have to work on that. But I would probably just work on pulling guard. Yeah. No, I get it. Yes. And sweeps. Yeah. There's a lot of time left doing it. Um, but I guess the point of it being is that if you, if you neglect it first, if you neglect an area of your game, don't, don't be upset if you're terrible at it. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's just going to be the case, right? I mean, luckily like close guard, even if I'm terrible at it, it goes to open guard, you know, and that's where I'm comfortable. So, that's mm-hmm. all right. So I I have been working on it and addressing that lately, and I I've actually really uh, enjoyed some of the stuff, especially the stuff that you showed me and and everything. Like with what? It. Wh- how does your close guard suck? Like that doesn't make any sense. It's not dangerous in, in any what way. way. In like, any way. So like, what do you? In any way. So like every time I've been taught a flower sweep, it's been taught from the close guard. That's my strongest point in my close guard. This is a flower sweep. <laughs> 
So like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So an offensive closed guard going, going away from the, the flower sweep and the old man sweep, which you keep your guard closed almost the whole time Mm -hmm. for it. And it's relatively low danger. Uh, but I'm not getting anybody with an arm bar or a triangle setup that I'm setting up slick unless it's in open guard, you know? So I've, I don't have a dangerous closed guard. But you sweep from there all the time. True. I'm not submitting from there. Okay. That, that's what I mean by it. So your arm bar sucks. I mean, I think that could be said with fairly high amount of confidence. Okay. But not from other positions, like not, you know, I just, dude, literally, I think I've gotten one person with the, our fundamental arm bar ever in my life of jujitsu. Yeah. From close guard. Uh-huh. So I would say it sucks. But then Steve Hall in that seminar, whenever we were doing that, he said he's gotten like four people in that closed guard. Now, variations, of course, yes. But he said it's not something you're going to catch people in. Mm-hmm. And now I'm rethinking. Yeah. Fuck. Still working on it. Whatever. Man. Yeah. Because all the attacks don't really come from the closed guard other than the cross choke. Yeah, you're right. Which is what I liked because I didn't have to open the guard. I love that. Yeah. I love that cross choke. I like the cross choke too. Been working on it a little. Um, but so yeah, that's where I'm at on that. What else, Phil? What do you got for us today? There's no point. There's no point in keeping them in the closed guard. Like unless you're stalling. If you can sweep, you're going to sweep. Why, why would you? Yeah, I'm kind of seeing it your way there. I want to argue with you, but I just, I can't. Yeah. I mean, like your triangle's better, but like. I don't, I don't think why, why would the only way to get into a triangle be from the close guard? You know, it's not, it's not, it's from the open guard stepping on the hip. Yeah. I mean, you're going to get in breaking there. And like posture. even the, even the closed ones, a lot of times you see like you, you come up and you pin and then you, you know, pummel your leg yep. or, or circle your you're leg, whatever before. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Well, like all the sweeps you have to open. Yeah. You're right. I want to argue about a camp. You just suck at all the moves. You don't suck at the closed guard. Correct. Oh, got it. That's, that's right. how we do it. That's a good, yeah, it's a good yeah. summary. So last week I wrote down, I did notes for the first time in a long time. And I just wrote down all the shit that I'm working on. It was like an entire page. I tried to cover the stuff I'm trying to do from every position. And I'm going to go back and do it again on Sunday again and see like what I actually did. I thought about doing this like every day and I'm entirely too lazy for that. So I'm just going to do it once a week and like it's reasonable kind of see where like what's working and what's not working and what I forgot to work on and what I added that I started working on that I didn't intend to work on. So what are, if you were not to tell us that whole page, cause I don't, I don't want anything to do with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, top like five things. Oh, it's just something from everywhere. Okay. So from the closed guard? The back take. Yep. From the open guard? 
the transition into well actually no it was uh, there was really no open guard you I, weren't doing the collar drags i thought i figured that for sure would be on there something that you've been i don't really on. remember but i might have wrote that i'm trying to work on the other foot with the butterfly guard instead of my right foot my left foot but what i'm definitely noticing the more and more i watch people play butterfly guard is they use the left foot and the left hand I'm a hundred percent backwards on that. So I'm trying to see now how often people play with the left foot and the right hand. Cause I want to use my right hand on that. What do you mean? If you play with so, the left foot, you're going to use the right arm. No, most. So for my very basic sweep with pushing upper body and hooking and, and this way, uh, you're using the same foot, same hand. So I'm. Oh, I was talking about trapping the arm with the right hand. You're talking about pushing. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, so yeah, my, yeah, you're pushing with the same hand. You're just not. My initial like. You're not catching the arm. Yeah, my collar gripping hand. Yeah, or, okay. or collar tie hand or whatever you want to call it. Switching switching sides on that, but the so from open guard essentially, I was trying to work on that sweep where I underhook the leg and bump the hips out, and I've figured some stuff out on that but my experience so far with it is i'm not good at it and when i fail i put myself in a really bad spot i'm better off opening the guard i don't have enough training partners that are about my size so i go i feel like i go i feel like it'd be easier if they were smaller that for sure to hold my guard close and stuff because i end up really in a bad spot against big people with that one i i just need to I need to practice that one more and figure out the hip movement. It's always hip movement. It's always that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. Um, okay, and at, if you, there's a lot of stuff on YouTube actually, and probably Marcelo is a good one too. But um, Adam uh, Wardzinski, uh, the Polish uh, black belt, it's really good. Uh, he's got he does a lot of butterfly stuff, so he's got a lot of stuff on YouTube free. If anybody's out there looking for it. Yeah. Yeah, you like that guy. I, I, I was just more, I'm more trying to focus on like where I'm getting beat in grip fighting. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I'm uh, noticing more and more, like I was talking about the other day that I was asking John and everybody, cause they keep grabbing my pants and like, I'm like, what am I, like, why are they able to just walk in and do that? Like, what am I not seeing in time? And then just trying to see at what point I feel like I lost. And just kind of not necessarily letting people pass. They're going to pass anyway. But like just trying to notice when I feel like it's gone. Like mm-hmm. I, this, I have to like what just happened. Yeah, no, I get that. And that's an open guard. Yeah. Uh, how about back? What, what, what are you doing from the back? I didn't have anything for the back. It's cause you're really good. At the yeah. Back, I mastered so. that. Don't need it. hundred <laughs> percent finish rate. Um, <laughs> Let's see. Anything from escapes from positions uh, in, in yeah. no mastered that too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I had the variations on the knee cut that I was working on. I had the, um, the Mount cross choke that I've been working on mm-hmm. trying to incorporate the Bravo, but I don't get in close enough to where that Bravo would become uh, relevant in what positions, the Mount cross choke when Mount they come cross. in to defend it, yep. pull it across. And I haven't really gotten into that at all. Since then, Joey showed me a neat transition from single leg X to the full X guard. I've been playing with that, so that's mm-hmm. a new addition for the week. Um, moved away from the closed guard, and I spent a lot of time in the closed guard taking the back. Mm-hmm. 
No, I like that. I like that. I like that transition that you were showing today. That was really good. Um, Again, and that was just, so I've been playing with the, like that really basic one that they show where you just arm drag mm -hmm. and then you spin around to their back. Grab the lat with your hand, make sure you keep the elbow in and then go to the back from there. And I guess I've been like in my head made the connection that that's, I think I like it because Nick worked on all the arm drag stuff with me. Mm -hmm. And then the gift wrap kind of came from that whole position of dragging the arm across. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, I did, I tried to do on you today a little bit too, from bottom, which works a lot. Stuff like Ryan does where you're passing the arm around and get a gift wrap and roll backwards. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason today, I finally figured out how to move my hips. It's always moving the hips for that back take. That was so much easier once I like, use my leg and my hips to pull myself up because mm -hmm. I kept getting stuck in that same like scissor your scissor your legs and move your hips yeah yeah that that was like a mind-blowing moment I like literally stopped until the end and I was like I just I just woke up and was able to do that today like I don't know how I figured that out but it's just kind of just being there and screwing it up so much mm -hmm. and he just kind of laughed or whatever and I was like I have to enjoy this it doesn't happen very often so it's like <laughs> That was fun. And then I did that to him the next roll. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's so easy and I, I don't know why I never, I just couldn't, I couldn't get the motion to pull myself up. Like I would just mm -hmm. get stuck with the arm across. I would too. Um, I would get stuck. I would always get stuck with my leg across that right leg. Cause you're going around the left side or, or their right side, but that right leg, my under leg would get stuck across. And if you, if you clamp that body and move your hips from that scissor motion, then it was easier to get that leg out. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, no, that was awesome. I'm glad you showed me that. Yeah, so, like, Brent's been helping me a lot with that stuff, and I, that's, like, what I can feel him doing, but I, I wasn't understanding how he's pulling himself around. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I had all that stuff written down, so I'll be curious to see what, like, after a couple of weeks of doing this, like, what the what the list looks like, how much I'm... Because I have a feeling I I have... I forget what I'm trying to work on and just get distracted and start doing other stuff where I'm trying to kind of narrow a focus. Yeah. Or, or I mean, like just not forget, you know, like yeah. there's things I think are good ideas to work on. And then I just kind of like totally forget about it. No, I get it. Yeah. That same thing happened the other day. I asked, I got stuck in that, uh, paper cutter, bread cutter, whatever choke position where I have the arm completely trapped and it's like flailing out, like up in my hip, but I can't get the choke cause they're defending super good and I'm trying to use whatever to get it. And I can't. And so I asked John, I'm like, what can I do with this arm? You know? And he showed better ways to get the choke in the first place, but he showed like kind of a slick kind of sit back arm that bar. Sit for back it. arm bar is really, I was on that for a little while. I like that sit back arm bar that he showed. And then like, that was last week. And then yesterday morning going over it again with the same person. And they're like, I'm just laughing because they're acting like they hadn't seen it before. And I'm like, we just went over this last week. That was funny. And, but like at the same time, I completely forgot that. Like yeah. it kind of just goes in and goes out. Like I can't retain. I remember it when I see it. But so I kind of want to go like back you have to, to see it like a hundred times. I know, but that's why I'm kind of trying that's to write this I stuff down like. because like, as I'm watching it, I'm like, I would have been in that same position and been like, what the hell was I supposed to do here? Like I just, he just told me what to do and I already forgot, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's just funny to see it again. That's why I wanted to try to write all that stuff down. Yeah. I think that's a good but idea. I'm just not going to do it every day. I, I don't think it's necessary every day. I don't even think it's necessary every week. 
Yeah, well, I want to do it every like at least once a week because I feel like if I don't, I get too far. Like the podcast is a good example. Like how how far? Like I see one new thing during the week. Like John shows something and I'm totally derailed. Like I'm on this new trajectory. I'm like I just learned something I've never seen before. <laughs> I got to come back to what I was doing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. I get that. It's hard to focus sometimes. Yeah, I don't have Adderall or whatever. I just have coffee. So like, <laughs> that's definitely not Adderall. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that was that was a new thing. So we'll see how that goes. Cool. No, I like that. I think that's a great idea. Um, I've, I've taken some notes lately, and I thought you were going to say Adderall. No, I've not <laughs> taken. I do not take Adderall. No. <laughs> Maybe recreationally every now and then. <laughs> just kidding. Um, but uh, for the leg lock videos, you just power through it. Yeah, <laughs> man, I could maybe use some of that <laughs> for those. Uh, but the other night, whenever we were all uh, hanging out afterwards, we were talking, you know, and um, and it blew my mind because because one of the guys said, "Yeah, man, I come in and like." you know, somebody to be teaching and I find myself like wondering and thinking about work, you know, or what? It's, yeah. This blew my mind. Like I had to bring it up because, or, or things, you know, personal stuff or something like that. And I'm like, I leave all of that shit at the door, man. I, it, I never think about anything but jujitsu whenever I'm doing it. So it kind of blew my mind. And, and there was another one that chimed in and said, I'm the same way. I was like, how are you? And these guys are really good at jujitsu, like really good at jujitsu. And, and I was like, how maybe they're so good. They don't have to pay attention. <laughs> maybe that's what it is. Maybe at some point in time, I'll be that way, but not anytime soon. Yeah. I don't know. Do you ever think of like nah. outside shit, like relation? I don't think of anything like, like whenever I was going through that heartbreak, that was jujitsu was my solace. Like it was, where I came to get away from my thoughts. Yeah, no. I, I mean, I don't know. Like, no. Even when... I'll think about, like, unrelated moves, or, like, I'll see something and start sure. going down a rabbit hole in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I, no, not personal stuff. When I'm doing personal stuff, I'll drift off and think about... Jiu-jitsu. Jiu-jitsu at a bad time. Yes. Uh, but yeah, no, that's interesting. I don't know. But I guess if you've seen it a million times, you kind of. Yeah. I, no, I, I, I could understand that. Like, yeah, I get, I get it. I mean, when I'm just doing the dishes, I don't pay attention to the dishes that much, you know? Right. So you're usually thinking about jujitsu when you're doing dishes. Yeah. So. Me too. That's funny. Huh? I, that was really weird to me. That was really weird. Especially, you know, I was like, wow, I, you know. It's the it's definitely the other way around for me. I'm thinking about jujitsu while I'm doing other stuff, and I have to recenter myself. Mm -hmm. um, so I just thought that was which funny. I guess would be surprising for how many times I've seen something showed and then just been like, I'm I don't know what just happened. I don't know what I'm supposed to do right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Um, moving on, <laughs> I think by now. Everyone's um, seen a micro adjustment meme, whether you know what's going on or not. Yeah. <laughs> the origination of it. 
but man, is that got some traction? I mean, that's like more than the Chris Shea stuff for that over 40 BJ. Do you not remember that one? Oh, that's over 40. Oh, it's over 40. That's yeah. right. The over 40 group. He took a beating on those memes and it, it went over to other groups too. Cause he yeah. said, he said this, you know, something along the lines of this group has nothing to offer me anymore. I'm leaving. <laughs> he never left. So they just kept being memes about it. Like, hundred maybe even a thousand memes on this guy and so this isaiah aguayo or whatever this white belt who did a sneaky like back take mm-hmm. with micro adjustments to tap a purple belt let's break this down what do you think actually happened there phil i think he's just really good he's <laughs> a really good white belt that's really good i think i just forgot what to do I don't know, man. That's such a crazy scenario. I actually screenshot it to show you because I couldn't believe. I thought Tom DeBlast's comment was funny on the original post because he just he's like, "This is why I never let anyone oh, tap me at a seminar." Yeah, I do remember that. Like, because that that was what I thought was the funniest part about the post. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I I don't use Facebook that much anymore, and I don't know how that one caught my attention. And I like probably because how many comments were on it. And it like got posted like up in front or something when I opened Facebook. But so so let's break it down. First of all, first of all, I'm going to go here. The guy, the guy who's getting all the shit is taking it like a champ and actually turning it around and capitalize. Super jujitsu move there, by the way, for being a white. Well, he micro adjusted his way out of that to make yeah. a little money out Sell of it. Sell some t-shirts. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I fantastic and good on him. I I, I love that. I love that ending. It's kind of the ending to the story, but, but you know, and, and I feel like he was, he was really receptive to the comments and didn't like get like, like he didn't get butt hurt about people saying, but you know, first off as a white belt, just don't post that stuff. That's it's silly. It's silly to think because even if you do think you really got it, you didn't, you didn't. Like there, there was in that scenario, that purple belt was working on something, some defense, something of that nature. And, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, when somebody's getting down on jujitsu or something, maybe they see that and they're like, Hey, I'll give them a little something here. And, you know, you know, just work my defense, but also don't work it too hard, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think that goes on more often than, than a lot of people realize. Um, and so, so by just bringing that up in a giant group, by the way, I, was it the BJJ fanatics group? Is that the one? It was? I think so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a giant, I mean, I don't know if there's a bigger jujitsu group out there, but now it's in every group. It's in the over 40 group. It's in, it's in every single jujitsu group that I'm in. And mm-hmm. that's a lot of them. Um, so. Well, it's just super wrong because he's saying it. Like, he's better than the person. Like, he's competing with the person. I mean, for all the wrong reasons. No, that's like, what I mean. Like, it's not it's not approached in a way like, this is what I'm doing to get better, or like, this is what I'm doing that I find is working for me. It's like, this is why I'm better than this person. And that's, and that's a way to get really frustrated really fast, especially if that person finds out, like, oh, if I let him tap me, he's going to treat me like shit. So now I can't. You know, or I don't want to. And then it's going to get really unfortunate and really frustrating for the person who's competing with somebody who's much higher level. 
Yeah. It's not going to be fun. No. No, and it's not a learning environment. I mean, I mean that's that, that's part of the training, the give and take, and not not competing within the walls of your own academy. I mean, if you're in competition class and you're going hard rounds, yeah, go hard rounds. You, everybody knows what they're there for, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's the name of the class. It's a competition class. But but still, you know, there there might be something even in competition class that, that say – you're working on a defense to something. You're going to see how far you can get in it to where you do it. Well, guess what? I mean, I've had that with upper belts before. I know they gave me the position. I know they got deep in that position and I got the tap. G- great. Mm-hmm. But there, I didn't get that. Tap. Like that wasn't, I'm not better than them that I was just, they, they just, you don't know how far is too far unless you go that way, that far. You know, in a submission, you don't know when you can't get out of it until, unless you go that far. And you know, there's there's a lot of <laughs> one of the times was a white belt. See, I was doing the cross because I'm trying to do the cross choke defense from from um, from guard, uh, like John does. I like it whenever he just sits there and you try to cross choke and you can't get it. So I was doing that and I'm just trying to defend. I'm trying to think of what what I would need to do on bottom to do it. And one of, one of the white belts, they, they got it deep in there, man. And I was like right away. And I was like, tap. They're like, what, what just went on? I was like, you just got the cross choke, man. You just, mm-hmm. you know, and they're like, he's like, you didn't even defend that. I was like, I was defending it, but you know, I'm, I'm trying to see how far is too far. And that was too far. You yeah. know, I can't, I can't defend it after that point. Yeah. I mean, if you never practice the late defense, you're never going to, you're never. You're, like, you're not going to do the late defense in competition if you haven't practiced the late defense. Yeah. I mean, all people are really good. Say they tap a lot. Say that again. that was really fast. How much coffee have you had? A lot, dude? a lot. Wow. All the people who are really good say they tap a lot. Yeah. So like, if you're never getting tapped, you're probably not getting much better. Right. If that's you, if if tapping is what you're avoiding you're missing the point in jiu-jitsu don't you think mm-hmm. i mean for like trying to get like high level yeah i mean you have to put yourself in terrible spots or whatever and, and sometimes you partly go unconscious and think you verbally tapped and ask your training partner did i tap did i tell you that was it you're like no did i tap the hand like i don't remember I phil, was, phil referring to our role today it was a good bow and arrow i got a bow and arrow and i was like this is really tight and and i was like well maybe it's not i was like just doubt i was like maybe it's not but i knew i mean my leg was up over your shoulder i was like yeah i thought i was, I was like, gonna strip the grip I was pretty confident was in that. Ter- that was a terrible, like that was your worst thought. I, I mean, had two might- hands on it. <laughs> thought I was going to strip it. And, and, and then I looked down, I was like, oh, and I just let go. And he, he looked at me, he was, kind of shook his head and looked at me. And I was like, did you tap? And he was like, um, I think I said, that's it. I was like, no, you didn't say anything. <laughs> you're like you're like well whenever i was asleep that, that's it in my head i was like yeah that's it and then i went to tap and uh, no i never made it out okay that's the first time that's ever happened with yeah. us well i've been close a couple well, no, times we always, triangles and yeah, stuff we always like, go close i mean that's 
that's the way we train with each other. I, I mean, thought I was going to break the grip though. <laughs> that was I, I thought I was you were out. already, yeah. you were already, uh, going out. If I was you confident. You were break yeah, I was grip. confident the whole time. <laughs> like I was like, I have two hands on this. I'm going to, I'm going to break that grip and didn't happen. That's what they call choking through the grip, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. That was tight. <laughs> I really thought like, I, I really, I was like, man, I, feel like this is tight but then you weren't tapping i was like oh yeah well <laughs> yeah that was good that's why that's funny salute <laughs> you like that story yeah that came out i mean that was fast too like it that was. that wasn't long yeah no it was no more than three seconds like usually when i feel like i've been like it's been close it's usually like in a triangle or something where it's like getting tighter getting tighter getting tight that, that was slow yeah that was like that Dean Lister moment for you where he like <laughs> popped your head showing you that, that thing dude, at origin. That was like a millisecond where like, I felt like I was going to be out. Or <laughs> you just kind of like you did that thing that like the cats look like when they're kind of like trying to stay away. So your head just kind of drops and you're like, oh, no, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Say, I'm good. <laughs> I thought he dissected my carotid arteries when he did that. It was fast. That was funny. Uh, Dean did the same. So Dean, uh, speaking of which, Dean Lister was down at the same clinic that Lovato went down to. Apparently, it's one of their friends who runs the hospital uh, down there that's doing. He's doing stem cells, and I don't know if you saw, saw it or not. Going off track here, but I don't know if you saw, saw it or not. But um, uh, so he was doing the stem cells down in Mexico, same place Lovato did. But he also was doing the um, hallucinogenics. I don't remember if it was LSD or psilocybin mushrooms for his. P, uh, PTSD from fighting from his um, um, like MMA. I, I don't want you to say CT. Yeah, Dean Lister. Yeah, Dean Lister was the boogeyman. He, no, I know that, but I didn't know he had PTSD from it. Yeah, yeah, or CT, whatever, whatever. But the, that the both LSD and uh, and psilocybin have been one of the only things that people that that physicians have documented that um, regrow. Um, neurons so um so i'll butcher this but but so so they're making that connection again with those neurons that have that that pathway's been closed down through that ct or ptsd or whatever whatever that is it's going on there's a lot of studies ongoing with um with military people as well as fighters so uh so yeah he went through that he he um you know he he talked about that he was on, you know, pain pills for shoulder and stuff and on, and he was drinking a lot. And now he's like, he doesn't, he doesn't have those addictive things, which, um, those types of hallucinogenics are good for breaking, um, breaking any of your habits that you want to break it, it, re, it reforms the neurological pathways that, that allows you to get past what those addictions are. Uh, I'm not saying I have firsthand experience with that, but I have seen that happen with people. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, it, I thought that was very interesting and I'm, I'm glad to see, you know, he had so shoulder surgery like four months ago. So hopefully he'll be on the mats before long. Cause they're still closed down. Apparently they're on the mats. He's back. I saw a post. Is he back on the mat? Oh, yeah. Jocko posted something the other day. I saw well, on I'm one sure of them. They're still on the mats, but I don't think victory is open. Oh, I thought you meant because of his shoulder surgery, to get back on the mat. Oh, well, yeah, I didn't know he was back on the mat. Yeah, I, training I, for that too. Cause I think the post said something along the lines of like his first day back and he, Oh, good. Okay. How long he's still that? got it? That's what Jocko <laughs> well, was. I don't, was, yeah, I don't think that guy's going to lose I it. Think that was the theme of the post. <laughs> but yeah, I scrolled past something the other day. 
Oh, good. But that's yeah, funny but, that that you said that. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm glad to hear it because that guy, man, he's a gem. His teaching, everything. Love. I really enjoyed that. Um, what else, Phil? I don't know where are we at. I'm tapped out, man. Okay. You don't have another. You had the one. No, the I, one. I thought I said how long is it? Oh, we're we're good. Are we good? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if you got something else you want to bring out, we can talk about it. We're at forty-one minutes. Oh, yeah. Well, the the not trying's been working pretty good. Ah, that good was point. that was my that was my uh, thing to work on a couple weeks ago. It's been working out pretty good. I like that. I like that when you said. I think that's a good guide for people to go go with, and that is that. There are some times that I'll be tired, but I'm not going to be tired and losing at the <laughs> same time. I think that's, I think that's brilliant. Yeah. Um, and I think that more people should follow that mantra. Yeah. I, and I keep thinking about it too. Cause like I'm intending on competing and I, I know that's my weakest point is like, I don't have that like super aggressive, like drive, drive, drive personality and like listening to the, like I listen to Dan Gable's book and when he talks about training and like working that hard and stuff and I'm like, I'm just too lazy for that. Like I don't have that. I make up the excuse. It's not that I'm too lazy, even though that's probably what it is. I make up the excuse that I'm following for us the hobbies way of training. And that is only go 70% at max because then you can train every day. So that's, and I, I feel like I'm lower, even lower than that oh, at this too, point. Like, sure. Yeah. But max of 70%. Yeah. Never max, never blow it out. Never go a hundred. Like, I don't know. And I don't know how to fix that for competition, but like, I feel it's, it's weird. Like I keep going back and forth. Like, should I work on cardio? Should I try to get the stamina so I can really like be, have an aggressive style. But like at the same time, that's, that's not even how I train. Like, so that doesn't make a lot of sense to me either. And if I keep at the slow pace, but I can spend so much more time on the mat by just not trying is not the best word for it, but it is at the same time, like not forcing anything. If it doesn't work, it's because I'm doing it wrong and just try something else and keep regripping and trying again until something is essentially effortless. Cause that's how it's supposed to be. Um, so I don't know. Cause I feel like if I can spend much more time and I get much better, it's the it kind of is going to just take care of itself. No, agree. And plus by, by not holding on to positions that you're going to lose anyway, that position, then you get in a better spot to defend earlier. And even if it goes later, you get a spot to defend later. I mean, why not? Why not be, you know, we, the thing, even though that, that Gary Tonin um, instructional on exit the system, you know, he's talking about all the defenses and stuff, you know, I, I don't think we're certainly not there yet, but it has got my mind going towards every time I do an escape, I'm looking for a submission. I'm not, I'm not capable of doing it yet. But on those escape, uh, that was his overarching theme that, you know, because they all like him and Gordon Ryan and 
Danaher, they always want you to have like three things that you take from it and never forget from the videos that they do. And that, that for me, I think is, was the most important thing he was trying to get across was that, that going directly from defending, uh, escaping a position straight to submission is, is plus plus it's better. It's the best. Yeah. I mean, that's funny. That's not, I never, but Phil, you said you act like this. It's intuitive. I never thought of it that way. I ne- like I'm now I'm not capable of it, but now I'm thinking about it. Do you know what I mean? So that's the first step in me actually thinking, uh, actually doing it is that I'm every time I, every time I escape a position, I'm like, okay, I've got to look for a submission or a setup to a submission. I mean, I don't, I don't do that either, but I mean, yeah, if you can escape a terrible spot and get a submission immediately, that'd be really good. But just you're dumbing it down. You're really dumbing it down. That's funny that that's what you took away because we did you watch any more? I only watched a little bit that no. we watched a couple no. minutes. That's not what I got out of what he was saying at all. Like what I remember. Are you serious? Yeah, no, nah, it's not what I, I took felt away. Like that was the one thing he was driving nah, home the entire time. The one, the one thing that I've thought about from that was thinking about how to break what the other person's trying to do. Like how you only need to break one part of the submission to escape. I think that was number two on my like it, it like on the three things. That's I think, the only thing I took away. I, from I think it. that was number two, but I really feel like number one was that your escape should set up a submission. And that's why I've been thinking. Like again, I'm I can't do it, but I know that just thinking about it every single just like I'll I'll give you for example on it. Just like whenever I was starting to defend uh, clock chokes, all the chokes, right? Mm-hmm. Every single time, and I still do this to this day, every single time that somebody puts a, a, a hand and gets a lapel grip or gets a choke, I think exactly, okay, I'm going to turn left or I'm going to turn or I'm going to counterclockwise or counterclockwise, whichever way unwinds the choke. That's my thought. Anytime somebody goes across, I think about nothing else. And, and, from doing that, I became a lot better at escaping chokes just by thinking that. You actually think that thought? Every single time. Still. Every single time. You can ask anybody. I'm telling you. <laughs> you can ask anybody. Yeah. Because what every does time, Jeff think about when... No, every time somebody asks me, like, how did you do that? I'm like, every single time that you get a grip on my lapel, all I'm thinking of is which way unwinds the choke. That's all I'm thinking about. That's weird. I feel like I don't think at all. I don't think in most positions, uh-huh. but that one, and I think that this escaping and trying to, trying to see where those escapes... Leave us or land us, and really trying to make the micro adjustments. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, man. I'm, I'm probably going to do that a lot more, but but just making those adjustments to where I turn that escape into a submission. Thinking about it, like again, I, it's in the it's next just efficiency. In the next year, I might find one of those positions. You'll find a bunch. It's efficiency. It's just and like maybe, yeah. It's just. Like whatever's easiest. It's not easy. That's not the easiest route. The easiest route is to is to escape and create distance.
Maybe. The easiest route's just a tap. It's like so easy again, probably not the best word efficiency. Like to get where you're going is to there's always gonna be like something that's simple. But most of the time whenever I'm escaping, I'm thinking or focusing on escaping, not what's thereafter. Now I'm thinking about what's thereafter. Okay. I feel you like you don't value that at all. No, I don't think that's how I, I don't think what you're saying is true. And I think you have been doing it, but you're not good at it. And I think you're going to find like things. I don't know. Like we rolled for a long time today and you escaped multiple times from like a clock choke type collar drag. Probably because you were thinking whether you were going to roll left or right. Always. And then you did and you rolled back into guard and used that to sweep me immediately. So like the difference is you like looked for a sweep instead of like attacking the leg. Right. So like. Again, I'm, I'm thinking about that submit. I'm talking about thinking about that submission. Mm -hmm. But in certain things, even though I go with the sweep because that's what I know. That's what Mm -hmm. I've done then then it's okay what's better where am i at what can i attack this leg yeah it's just getting more efficient it's like the same idea as like that it has to be a conscious thought no they pop up all the time you just see things for the first time like you'll be in the same position a lot until you figure out something else okay so i'm really bad at learning stuff so i have to trick myself into learning things like trick myself by saying, Oh, I'm here. I've got to do this and think about it so that eventually I'll do that. That now you've confused me. What, what do you mean? How is that tricking yourself? It's trick. Like it's making me conscious of the fact that I'm not doing this as efficiently as I should be instead of subconsciously. Like you're saying subconsciously, we're going to be the most efficient at some point in time, probably. But I think if we make a conscious effort of it, just like improvement, just like things that you want to improve on, if you don't have any direction, then you're, you're not going to, you're only going to make incremental improvements that are, that are uh, part of your subconscious, not your conscious. And if you're conscious of it, you're going to make more improvements faster. Yeah. I I don't know why you got that that shitty (laughs) grin on your face, Phil. I just think I thought what was much more valuable out of the 30 minutes or whatever that we were watching was him talking about breaking submissions, like breaking one part of it to get out. I think where you go from there is like, you're just going to find those things anyway. I think that's the beauty of different learning styles is that you got something totally different than I did from it. But it all boils down to don't let the other person do what they want to do. Marcelo. It's the best advice ever. (laughs) It's the best advice ever. You're right. Your game changed after that. Yeah, you're right. It is. 
I just think like you're gonna like if and when you find a like a Kimura, for example, you could find those from anywhere. Mm. You could escape places and just grab a Kimura. Like I don't know. I feel like that is one of them that I do. <laughs> that is one of them that I do for sure. And like so, from that Kimura position, I played with that for a little while, and like I would end up kind of in like the back take position where I'm kind of behind driving in and they're on their side, right? Before I actually have the back. So the Kimura is not the efficient way, but like then I found some, like the ability to transfer into like a collar grip or, or transfer all the way to taking the back, possibly like all the way to the head and arm, you know, like accidentally or not accidentally, but like not consciously looking for these things. They just kind of present themselves and all of a sudden in different scenarios, I'm like, Oh, all the way down to that one choke John showed a while ago, which is just a super basic collar one to the one Brent shows, which is takes it behind the head. Like it went from a lot of thought and movement to go like all these steps to I'm in this position. I can just go right here. And this is the easiest way. I think the more time you spend playing with different stuff like you'll escape and you'll be in your like you do that hip bump or big like hip escape from the mount all the time and you end up in like single leg x you could heel hook there but like true it's just generally not something we do right at the in level the we're at wearing the gi yeah. like that's my that's my argument against what you're saying I feel like you're more arguing for because I feel like that. Yeah, there are certain positions that we already do that from. And yes, that was subconscious that we did did those movements from there. But I'm thinking that if I have a conscious approach to it, that if I if I'm thinking of it, that I'll make those connections faster. That's all I'm saying. Okay. You still don't buy what, it. Like, what I, else were you thinking of? Like, I'm going to escape and go. I wasn't thinking. I was just doing. Right. But like, that's. But now if I if I go here, I'm like, oh, you know what? Look, that single leg X could transfer me into a straight ankle locker. He'll, that's a stupid one because I always do those anyway. But, 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 you know, the, the, the one, the, uh, the side control escape into Dars, uh, you know, that, you know, um that John shell showed at the, the Greensboro, um, seminar, you know, that that's a good, really good example of that, of, of turning an escape into a submission. Yeah. My <sighs> point real. is like, what else would you be doing? Like, that's the whole point of just escaping, just escaping, but you're, you're lying like, or not lying. You're just I'm not lying. You're like, <sighs> Like the, the, you say the guy's a submission artist and he's going to hunt those things. Like what else have you been hunting for? Like when you escape, you're going to work your way back to trying to get a submission. Cause the, it's not the only time you ever escape is like positional where you escape and reset. Like that's, that can't be true. Not always. Right. Again, there are those few those few things that we find ourselves in all the time where I can either sweep or attack from them, but it's not, it's not the predominant thought in my head whenever I'm escaping. And now it is. Okay. And you're going to see, cause now I'm just going to become, there's no other way to think about it. A submission magician. There's from no escapes. other, 
there's no other way to think about it. You're going to try to advance the position into a submission and you want to do it the most efficient way possible without trying. I feel like this, that I'm right on this one, but you know what? We're both agreeing. It's a great idea. You're just acting like you've never done it before. I disagree. I with haven't. That. I haven't consciously thought of that before. It just happens because we find ourselves in those positions. We're like, oh, we're here. Good. So let's do this. So like now we, instead of doing that, what you're we're saying, like, okay, let's look for that small adjustment that someone says a micro adjustment and and uh, and and go to that position so that we can get the submission. Like the only time I would say that you wouldn't have done that would be like when I'm obsessing over like I'm only grabbing elbows trying to get a Kimura because I'm terrible at Kimuras. I'm going to keep grabbing the elbow. What, why wouldn't you, you know what I mean? Like, why wouldn't you just be escaping and trying to get into a submission in the most efficient way possible? Like, are you just looking for better transitions? Is that what you're trying to say? You're yes. looking for more better transitions? Correct. Simplify this, Jeff. I felt that like was I the, was. That was the I least efficient like we way. Took a, we just now took <laughs> 17 minutes there to, to go around in a big circle, and now I feel we like, agree. I feel like what you were telling me is you were just going to escape and just not try to submit, and you were just going to work on this random thing over here instead of trying to sharpen it. Like, no, make it, most, make it the most efficient way possible. Because to me, that sounds like you were escaping into a submission. I'm glad we had this talk. Yeah, it's good talk. <laughs> good talk. I'm over it now. We've gone an hour, Phil. Um, <laughs> uh, Phil, tell the folks how they can support us like Schluti does by buying shirts and stuff. Yeah, he bought everything. He owes yeah. you a lot of money. Yeah. Um, you Take get a t-shirt, you get a car. rash guard if you're small. You get a hoodie. <laughs> If you're not too big, um, and then share the podcast and and text Jeff an idea of what to talk about on the podcast. Yeah, and by the way, this is episode 94. We've got six episodes to the big uh, 100th episode extravaganza that we mm. have planned. Um, so your suggestions are welcome, and uh, and thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. And if you're not out there doing something to make yourself better each and every day, get out there and do it. Phil and I choose jujitsu. We hope you do too. I'm about to feed him to the sharks right now. Get him hype right now. Yeah. You know the ground is up. Yeah. Everybody that trains, you know the game. Yeah. So let's get it. Uh. Slap it up, bump it and roll. Hey. Yeah, that's the way that it goes. Ain't no better way to better yourself in this game. You're feeling the growth. That's, That's time on the mat. We put in the work. Believe it ain't easy, I know. You know. But we train for the love of the game, the love of the art. Now slap it up, bump it, let's roll. Let's roll.